Clapping's messing my head up, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. But I was, was trying to think of the next line. I'm like, all I hear is clapping. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks anyways. Turkey for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey, then I take a nap.
Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. I, uh, I replaced Paul Kelly last week, Nick, specifically because he beat us by half a point in fantasy football. And I thought that Didn't was an appropriate like response. No. Figure we give it to the, the computer. gloating in his announcement? Yeah. I could hear the gloating in his announcement. That's correct. Uh, but this week, Paul is back with us. So well done, Paul, for beating us by half a point. And thank you for that introduction. Lovely to be with you on this Thanksgiving episode of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Our fourth season. Yeah, third, third Thanksgiving episode we've done. Um, my, you know, I, I, my favorite sitcom of all time is WKRP in Cincinnati. I don't know how much I've ever talked about it uh, with you. That's your favorite sitcom of all time. Yeah, I think you're over. I think you're over. Nah, you see, I went into radio as a That's kid. Better like, than Seinfeld. You like that better than Seinfeld? You don't understand. It's a, as a child, as a child. That was oh, the most right. influential sitcom. Gotcha. I, I went into radio. That's what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to be a DJ. It was because of that show. Like you met me at Syracuse. What was I'm I doing? Aware. We met each other at the same time, pursuing the same career. Right. So you know, that WKRP is where that all started for me. Just the the dream of this overnight DJing and working. Anyway, the the first season, the most famous episode of the show, actually is based on something that happened. You know, the show was based on a, a real uh, station in Atlanta, and the guy that created the show uh, worked at the station and and you know went to Hollywood and fell into a couple of things and then, you know, pitched this uh, show idea based on his experiences in Atlanta, and it took. Well, the Thanksgiving episode, the station decides to run a special promotion where they're going to give away turkeys. Not unusual, right? You know, seems perfectly normal. Well, the station director decides he's going to... ShopRite gives away turkeys for Thanksgiving, so why not a radio station? Right, so they're going to make it really special, though. This guy is going to get the attention of everybody at the shopping center, and he is going to drop a helicopter down to give away the turkeys. Okay, seems reasonable. But then he decides he's going to go a step farther, and he's literally going to drop turkeys down from the helicopter. Uh, He went a step further. They were live turkeys. Turkeys don't fly? Turkeys don't fly, Nick. <laughs> turkeys don't fly. So and they weigh, I mean, a, a good turkey uh, weighs uh, 20 pounds. Yes. With the feathers and all. I mean, so sure. the, the episode, which is rated as one of the top 10 uh, sitcom episodes of all time in multiple different things, has Les Nessman, who's the straight-edge news anchor, uh, going through the report of watching these turkeys drop like atomic bombs on people's cars and the humanity of feathers and blood and screaming and glass breaking everywhere. And it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. And he's just like, oh, God. Oh, God, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just it, it gets progressively better. Um, and then the uh, station manager, the last line of the episode is he looks back at the camera and says, or looks back at the crew as he walks in, stumbling into his office and says, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. And did you say that was the pilot episode? No, that, that was episode seven, season one. It was the first Thanksgiving episode, but it was in the top 10 episodes uh, of any sitcom ever 
all time. I think TV Guide did the list. Well, I would definitely put the theme song in uh, my top 25. Great theme song. Big fan of that theme song. Go back and watch the show, man. Totally holds up. It's a fantastic show. There, there's parts early on, and it, it takes a little while before it finds its groove, but like, you couldn't get away with any of the stuff that you got away with back then. Now, for case in point, like the very first episode in the pilot is the sleazy sales manager sexually harassing uh, Jennifer a- uh, Anderson, or Lonnie Anderson, Lonnie. I'm sorry, Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson, yeah. uh, in the office. And uh, and she's like, you're married, Herb. And he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, good old 80s fun at the office. <laughs> yeah, right. Good old sexual. It's literally Hitting like what they would show people now for what not to do in an office place that would get you fired immediately. And this is like a reoccurring theme. And like he tells uh, one guy to, uh, or like one guy to try to get him to stop hitting on her. Finally, says that she was a man once. So they're making like transgender jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you couldn't get away with any of the stuff that they did in '80s sitcoms now. And it was also late '70s too. So the nice part about it, Nick, um, you have to find these before they've been edited, because WKRP when it went back to like Hulu or whatever else. They wouldn't pay any of the music rights. So probably the best part of the show is the DJ element of this rock and roll format. And like, you know, Johnny Fever going, and now, mamas and daddies, let's get down to the Grateful Dead. And then Shakedown Street starts, which is in the first season, first three episodes, huh. right? And well, But when you see it in reruns, they won't pay that. So it just says, gotcha. now, mamas and daddies, let's, you know, and then it'll be like elevator music. And they'll just cut out. So you gotta play for that. You gotta pay for that song each time it's played. Yes. On Hulu? Wow. Yeah. So they don't do it. So the edited version of WKRP stinks, in my opinion, because it takes out a lot of what was the best nostalgia of the show. So where do you get the good version from? From me. <laughs> That's all you gotta know. That's all you gotta know. Uh, it was released on the box set. So the original box set DVD release. Right. They paid for it on the box. Correct. Set. Uh, all right, Nick, let's get into it. I have some trivia for you, and this is uh, one to start off with. Again, you can't hear the intro song, so that works. Um, no, but, but Nick, I have a guess. Well, go for it. I want to make a guess on the intro song. Okay. Because I was sitting here so long, I forgot I forgot what I was doing at one point. Uh, <laughs> because you have to drop the audio when you do the song, and I can't hear it. And I played an entire video game. is only two days away. I'm going to go with Alice's Restaurant as the opener. That's actually my closer today. And okay. Alice and Alice's Restaurant is 18 minutes long. So, right. I, I, so I figured maybe there was something going on with that. that. That was my guess. But you're right on top of it with Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving song, uh, Adam Sandler was the first part of the, uh, the, okay. the, the introduction. But then I played something else, and that leads me to this question, Nick. What cartoon is the Vince Guaraldi trio associated with? Gotta be the peanuts. Yes, Nick is all over the first question. Now, were you aware that not only is there a Linus and Lucy theme for Christmas, which everybody knows, but there's one for Thanksgiving as well? I did not. But did, were you aware that when um, when cell phones, when you first started to get ringtones, yep. where you could actually you know purchase ringtones or use different ringtones, Linus and Lucy was my I think first ringtone that wasn't just like a regular ringtone. Right. Like the Nokia yeah, big noise. Big fan of Vince Guaraldi. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, yeah, you're all over I have that. A but buddy that can play it very well. When you go back in here, you will hear the uh, Thanksgiving version of the Peanuts theme uh, from Vince Guaraldi Trio. All right. It's called Thanksgiving. So its exact name. Uh, let's see. Because I'm familiar with the what the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, right? Is that what it's called? Yes. So there's That's there's sort of three the Charlie Brown classic Christmas episodes. Alright. And they are the Great Pumpkin, the Thanksgiving special, and then the Christmas episode. So All it's right, called so Thanksgiving I... Theme. Thanksgiving Theme, alright. By Vince Garaldi Check out that Thanksgiving special. Uh, yeah, it's not nearly as good as Linus and Lucy, not gonna lie to you. There's really nothing to it. It's sort of like almost like a like a middle section of Linus and Lucy that you wouldn't not even the cool wow. middle section that that has. It exists, and that's why we're talking about it. Go on, like, Nick. What do you on, have? If you're a fi- if you're a fish fan, correct. <laughs> well, well, the, the well referenced. Well referenced. The, the, the awesome. pretty good. That's yeah. my fa- that's that's my favorite. Yeah, it, when I when somebody doesn't know fish at all, and they happen to be Spanish and they're a female, that's what I would play. What was the song that they they did that like? I, I don't know. One of the Maybe it was Rolling Stone or somebody like that was doing an article about fish and the the most beloved fish songs and like the top ten most beloved fish songs. And uh, the fans got together. I don't know. It must have been like on Reddit or something. Decided to like, oh, Lushington. Like, <laughs> when they interview us for this, everybody put Lushington as our favorite song. So it, it really in this article, it's like the number one most beloved song, and there's like a video clip of Lushington. The random part of uh, well, Lushington is in uh, is it in Fluffhead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like a little part in Fluffhead. It's so a, it's funny. a very confusing little part of Fluffhead. It's the weirdest part of Fluffhead. <laughs> Check this band fish out. This is the this is <laughs> everybody <laughs> put Lushington. Like, That'll make the them stop listening this? to us immediately. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a that's a genius move there. Uh, all right, what do you have for me? You got some general knowledge? Yeah, uh, let's go to general knowledge. And my favorite general knowledge when you have to have knowledge of two subjects. Ooh. In this case, literature and we live for that. Geography. We live for that in general knowledge. Range did Rip Van Winkle take his twenty-year nap? In what mountain range did Rip Van Winkle take his twenty-year nap? So I happen to know this because I am a Rip Van Winkle fan, and in fact, um, the same author of Rip Van Winkle also wrote the Knickerbocker Tales, which is what the New York Knicks are named after. Um, and he set most of his stuff in New York. I believe Sleepy Hollow might have been another one of his. Yes. Uh, works. So the Appalachian Trail. All right. So I wasn't going to say it for you, but it specifically says or the here cats, must be must be more specific. The Catskills. Yes, the Catskills. The Catskills Mountains. Catskill Mountains. Where I Indiana. where I grew up going as a kid to summer camp and to various. Did you really? Oh That's yeah. Funny. I didn't know you went to summer camp in the Catskills. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I, uh, shout out Camp Monroe, Monroe, New York. So yeah, no, I, uh, I have stories, Nick. I have, uh, midnight raids to McDonald's. What's that? Friends over the years? Um, I went to camp with a couple of people that I grew up with locally. 
So, yeah, I still know them, but no, I didn't really make great camp friends. I barely remember. I have stories. I have I have excellent stories. For example, my one friend, um, who was a very close friend of mine, but he got tortured at camp his first uh, the first month of camp. And I wasn't there the first month because I had divorced parents. So I spent the first month with my mom and then the second month with my dad. And my dad was like, you want to go to summer camp for the second month? And I'm like, yes, please. Um so I show up late, and he's like, uh, told all the toughest kids in the camp, when my friend uh, Drew gets here, he's going to beat you all up and take oh, care of me. great. That's fun to walk into. Yeah, so I, I walked into that uh, extraordinarily you you hostile were, I environment. I when you were 18, you weighed 122 pounds. <laughs> you met me. You, you saw what I looked like. I, you, I had a skeletal structure that like was, was noticeable from... The string bean comes yeah, to mind. Right. <laughs> right. So needless to say, I was not the tough kid taking on... You know, the only saving grace was that my stepbrother was at the same camp and he was older and he was that kid. He was like oh, well, the, the kid that you yeah. didn't mess with. So I went right to him and I'm like, I got this problem. Idiot Especially over here. You protection. That could go both ways. You know, I've seen that. Right. I was like, idiot over here ran his mouth and now I'm in trouble and I'm not looking to start it. So he went and diffused the situation right away. It was like, no, 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 we're all cool. So, but then I went, basically I went on, I went against my friend who set me up and was like, uh, yeah, I had to settle the situation, but you're still an idiot and I'm not helping you. <laughs> so, you know, you're on your own, but he, you know, he, he was fine. It, it wasn't like, you know, kids were getting beat up in the locker room, but I do remember literally being in fear of the mosquitoes and the bugs that invaded my bunk every night. And I like slept in this sleeping bag, which was unreasonably hot. Because it was a million degrees inside this unair conditioned, you know, cabin, and uh, the bugs, just the bugs were torturous. So I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Can't. All right, I got one for you. This is a good one. You ready? Okay. What word? And again, this is sort of like you know where pop culture meets uh, multiple trivia type thing. So this fits in nicely into that. Um, and that's, folks, by the way, where we really like to get you with general knowledge is crossing two subjects, right? Two things meet. Meet in one. Uh, it's the best best time to use it. Um, the word that was created from the nickname given to the insane asylum of St. Mary of Bethlehem. What word was created from the nickname given to the insane asylum of St. Mary of Bethlehem? Uh, all right, all right. Um, so I'm going to need this one. I'm going to need this one again. Okay, what word was created from the nickname given to the insane asylum of St. Mary of Bethlehem. Okay. It's one word? Or it's one it... word. It's a single word. And I can give you a hint here. This is a bridge question into the next round. Bridge question. I don't have a sound effect, folks, so I just made you one. Okay. All right. Whew. Does it have to do with, like, something along the lines of it being, like, a, a loony bin? So that's or, a no, good guess. It has nothing to it, do with yeah, it's, it's – like, so, like, so this word – so this word is used to describe a specific match – uh, a specific game, a specific football game, like American football, not not English football. This word is used to describe a specific American football game. 
but it derives from the nickname given to St. Mary of Bethlehem and St. Asylum. And the word has come to mean kind of that. These are hard to work out on the air when yeah. uh, these are like, you know, some questions when you, you know, they're great questions, but you have like five minutes to sit with your team and sort of talk it out. So I don't want to just sit here in dead air, but like, like Bethlehem, you're talking about the town of Pennsylvania. Um, so this was the original Bethlehem, right? <laughs> so you're saying. So where, where the name comes from, but, but the, okay. So the, the game <sighs> is a college football game. So what college football games nickname? Gotcha. I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. I okay. Got it. I got it. All right. I didn't realize we were talking about one specific game that is held every year. Yes. That, that's what was. That's what was throwing me off. I'm thinking of like a rivalry game, or you know what I mean, like a general term. Oh right, right, right. Like Darby. Yes, but I I do know that this is the uh, this game just happened last week. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and they call it Bedlam. Well, now you understand how I work, Nick. I give you stuff that just happened, don't I? <laughs> yep. Haven't we always Bedlam. been that way with, with trivia? Yeah, you got it. Bedlam. Which is a great, it is a great name for a rivalry. I mean, come on. Oh, no question. Well, that's, Bedlam that's means madness fantastic. or insanity. But the word came yep. from the description of the insane asylum of St. Mary of Bethlehem, Bedlam. Gotcha. So I love giving you multiple thing trivia, and I figured a bridge question where you get a little bit of history and the thing just happened. Happy yeah, Thanksgiving, I, folks. That's what I do. I will never, yeah, that, that one I won't forget. Well, now you remember what bedlam means or where it comes from. You know what I mean? Like the you know, the origin of words is a fascinating trivia subject. Nick. Good one. Let's move to sports. Unless you got another one. Good. Give me another one. You you only did yeah, one. I got one for yeah, you yeah. Here. And this is I'll tell you what. This is in your wheelhouse, but I'm not. I don't think you're going to get it. I love those. What did the I in iMac originally stand for? What did the I in iMac originally stand for? That's a great question because it sure as heck wasn't internet. Huh. What did did you just say? I said that's a good question because it sure as heck wasn't internet. Huh. It was internet? (laughs) Yeah, it's internet. That's weird. iMac debuted in 1998. Oh, and it yeah, was yeah. Jobs trying to, you know, say like it was the simplicity of the Mac combined with the internet, the iMac, and then it later became just everything iPod, iPhone. Right. Well, I knew iPhone is internet phone. Right. That was the idea behind it. iPod is internet pod. Like that. That was definitely. But See, I didn't think threw the me off because iPod is not the original. iPod was not connected to the internet. No, but it was through iTunes. So you, iTunes okay, was connected gotcha, to the internet, gotcha. I but the I figured I'm the reason you were asking me that question is because it wouldn't be obvious that it was something other than what the I stood for in all the other cases, which I knew. Yeah, I would have thought it was like innovative or imagination or something. Yeah, or yeah, something yeah. Like... That's well, that's why I said it sure as heck isn't the correct answer, <laughs> which always makes you sound dumber than having not said anything, right? Really. <laughs> sure as heck guess, isn't the one thing like I'm first, thinking of immediately. Well, the first thing that came to mind was the right answer. I wouldn't have known it. So, Well, I, again, I thought that was one of those where I'm working out how you ask questions, so I'm assuming it's not the obvious choice that I would give. Because well, if you gave me four choices and said innovative, um, imagination. Yeah, I would have picked something internet, else because, I again, I the way you some, positioned that question, I would, I would have chosen something that was not what the other eyes are. Um, 
so yeah, that's a great one. That's but but yeah, obviously iPhone internet phone makes a lot of sense. Um, <clears throat> sports, sports, sports. Name my career, Nick. Who pitched for the Twins, Red Sox, Mets, Rangers, Cubs, and Pirates between 1992 and 2003? All right. Will you start it again? Eleven years. Twins, Red Sox, Mets. Rangers, Cubs, Pirates. Hmm. I don't remember having one of these before. Where we do a, a name my career through. Maybe we did it with an NFL quarterback in the past. But uh, this is. Uh... I'm going to say Kenny Rogers. Ooh, that's a good one. Ugh. I love the gambler. Mr. Gambler. That, my friend, is the career of one Mr. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes. Sr. That's so funny. I thought of that. I actually thought of that. Well, I figured, you know. In that short amount of time where I made that bad guess, Patrick Mahomes Sr. actually came to came to mind. I uh, I didn't realize he had gotten around that much in those 11 years. Yep, and he also had a stint in Japan there with, like, uh, Yokohama Bay Sox. Did you mention the Blue Jays? Nope. Right. Okay. That that was another thing. I thought he played for the Blue Jays at one point. But I did this based on his Wikipedia, and it did not. Oh look. yeah, no, I'm sure. I just for I don't know why I, I picked. It. He played for the Yokohama Bay Sox though. In the middle, of all that. Yeah. Well. So fair question, or is it too tough? Should I put what reliever, or is that good? No. Enough? No, yeah, I we're giving it on the you... podcast, folks. If you don't know by now to listen to this and you play our game, then shame on you. How... Handing it to you. I don't, I don't. I don't know exactly how I would. Uh, I mean, could is he Pat Mahomes Senior? Yes. He is. You sure? Yep. He's not Pat Mahomes one, and it's Pat Mahomes two. Who cares? What's the difference between that? Is there a Pat Mahomes well, three have already? Have the name exactly right. Like so. In other words, like I'm a third, right? Because I have the exact same name. Yeah, it's Pat. It's Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is is Pat Mahomes two. It's different than Junior if you don't have the exact same. Okay, so I'm giving him Pat Mahomes one. Right, because I would say what what senior, which, which would you know make it a lot right. easier of a question. But if he's Technically not. Yeah, so Pat Mahomes. Oh, no, he is a senior. That's what so I thought. It's Patrick, yeah, Patrick LaVon Mahomes Sr. And Patrick so LaVon Mahomes is, Jr. No, he's not a junior, though. It's Patrick LaVon. If you look up Patrick Mahomes' name, it's Patrick LaVon Mahomes too. So I I am confused as to why, um, why he's not a jun- why he's not a junior and why he's a a two. What is the difference? <sighs> Things more questions asked than answered here, Nick. Well, that'll be a good one to figure out for another podcast. Future so things. What is the difference between a two and a junior. <laughs> All right, what do you got for me in sports? I got a lot here for to unload. The first one is going to be a 20-pointer. It is a 10 points for each correct answer, and one of these far easier than the other. 
I am prepared, though, to give you a clue for the other one. Okay. So since 2010, name the only two NBA players that have won 600 games. Since 2010, name the only two NBA players to win 600 games. It's a great question. I mean, your gut tells you it's got to be LeBron, right? Right. So that's that's the easy one. And then there's one other guy, and, and I'm almost so fascinated by this question because I don't know how many guesses I would have to give you. Is it Steph Curry? What's that? No, it's not Steph Curry. You want some clues? I guess. All right. This is a NBA champion who was two-time NBA blocks leader. Ooh. Gosh. Dwight Howard? Nope. Kawhi Leonard? Nope. I'm wondering if without the clues, if I gave you like 25, 30, 40, 50 guesses. It, it's crazy. NBA champion. Because again, he's, it's only him and LeBron that have won 600 games in the last decade. I don't feel like Anthony Davis has been around that long, has he? And he's played on terrible teams his whole life. Well, there you go. So it can't be him. Two-time NBA blocks leader, three-time NBA all-defensive first team. Right, right. So who is just a beast of a center? I can't even name anybody, man. Like, uh, <laughs> this is a crazy question. Literally can't yeah, even. Yeah, somebody asked me this, and I, I went with LeBron, and uh, I went with Rajon Rondo. Right. They didn't give me any clues. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I was like, who has been around for that, you know? Right, for that long with that much success. Like, I would have said, like, Tim Duncan, but obviously that ain't right. Uh, it feels like he's been playing that long. Um, yeah, like, somebody on those Spurs teams would make sense because... Right. It's been playing forever, were, winning every they week. They were good, right, but... Mm. Scanning my NBA database. You want in my his birth? Head. Want his birthplace? Got a college the team for that me. Drafted him. Sure, I'll take whatever because I'm clueless at this point. Republic of the Congo. Doesn't help at all. Age thirty-one. Still dumb. drafted in two thousand and eight in round four with the twenty-fourth overall pick by the Seattle SuperSonics. That team doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> All you are doing is confusing me more. I don't know, man. I got no no good guess for you. He's one of 18 children. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> so he got a lot of attention as a child. <laughs> when you have 18 kids, do you even know what they're doing now? Like, at any point? Like, where's child 14? I don't know. I think he went to America. Is he a famous NBA center? I don't know. He might be. Yeah, like, what's the hoopla around the birth of your 18th child? Is it like, does anybody even go visit you? 
but does it fall out of you while you're doing the dishes? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> like, I mean, what do you even say to that? What kind of like that's a that's an amazing human accomplishment to yeah, birth eighteen, 18 children. children. It's an amazing a human accomplishment to get to eight is insane. To get ten more is like I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, oh, man. All right. All right, he was an NBA champion in 2019. For the Toronto? Yep. And it's not Kawhi Leonard, uh, so it's uh, the other guy that they just re-signed. I'm forgetting his name. Or he just left, didn't he? Did they? No, they, they, they re-signed him. They re-signed two guys. Toronto just recently re-signed two guys. I don't know. who Who is it? Serge Ibaka. Yeah, I couldn't even... You could have given me a thousand guesses. <laughs> right, that's okay. Right. Yeah, he was on those Thunder teams with Kevin Durant and, you know, Russell Westbrook and James Hart when they lost in the finals. So f- New York Knicks get Serge Ibaka, and that'll change your fate. Uh, Serge Ibaka's won a lot of basketball games. That's what I'm saying. That's impressive. Wow, what a what a question. All right, um... I got one for you here, Nick. Uh, what athlete shares his name with the actor playing Dr. Mark Green on ER? Uh, again? What athlete shares his name with the actor who played Dr. Mark Green on ER? Okay, never watched an episode of ER. <laughs> okay, so I'll get rid of... Uh, what athlete shares his name with the actor who starred in Revenge of the Nerds? Anthony Edwards? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Nick. Now, that was like no time at all. I say Revenge of the Nerds. Anthony Edwards is in your head in 10 seconds. So is Curtis, yes. uh, what's his name? It was Booger. This is his name, like Curtis. Uh... Oh, yeah, it is Curtis. I should know that right away. Um, but yeah, Anthony Edwards, you know, number one pick in the NBA draft. Yeah, which I do not understand. Uh, what, what, like, that's the. Uh, I, I don't. You know, it was such a weird year with this draft because college basketball was cut short before we really. Uh, I guess they played almost the whole season, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I did not know the name Anthony Edwards. I'll tell you that much. You know. How are they not taking one of these other guys? You don't know those names either. Edwards was the best player in this draft, in my I've opinion. been hearing about uh, Ball for years. Yeah, because his dad won't shut up about him. That doesn't mean he's any good. Weissman was an interesting player. You're Minnesota. You're not going to take the Ball kid just for interest? I guess not. <laughs> That's the answer to yeah, that. I guess not. But I don't know. I was I would have taken the bulk and just start, they put you on TV. You know what I mean? Like who cares about Minnesota? You had so many number one picks, so many players stink every year, and just Anthony Edwards. I mean, I, you think you will watch an Anthony Edwards basketball game in the next year? I'd rather watch an episode of ER. <laughs> right. So, but like, if the ball kid was on the team, do you think that they'll put it on TNT? Yeah, probably. Right. Okay. That's uh, at some point. Well, they're not winning anyway, so you might as well start drafting for television viewing. Um, 
what do you have for me in sports, Nick? Then we'll move on to some geography history. All right, I kind of have one of those questions that goes down a long road, so you'll have to keep up with me here. Uh, what road. city is hosting the 2021 Super Bowl? Not a lot of talk about the road to this city. Usually by this week. L.A.? Like, no, it's not L.A. N- no idea. <laughs> How do Tampa. I not know that? Oh, oh, I did know that. I did know that because everybody was talking about Tom making it and being the first Super Bowl ever to host and play. Yep. Not going to happen. That is kind of a jinx because, right, wasn't like Atlanta supposed to be that and they were You watched him throw a football more than 20 yards last night. You would see that's not happening. (laughs) 15. That's More than 10 yards, yeah. (laughs) He was like one He's still dangerously accurate 10 yards in. 15 yards. Yeah, not not the same Brady arm that we – are used right, so I'm to not seeing. sure if I'm not sure if you're going to know this one, but uh, did you see who the halftime performer is at this year's Super Bowl? I have not. I didn't even know it was announced. I look forward to that every year. That's part of the cycle. I will cycle give of... you a clue. Okay. I will give you a clue. Okay. This is the worst halftime performer in history. I can't even think of anyone could be close. Justin Bieber. I would rather see Bieber. Mm. Sorry, Justin. Bieber, there'd be some. I feel bad now because I know he's an avid listener to the Quizzo Trivia podcast, and it offends him when I rag on him. But I'm, and it's not that you'd be a bad halftime uh, guest, Justin. I, I, I take that yeah, back completely. Could, I'm sorry. I've seen that like uh, that Ween song. That uh, wait, not not the Ween song. The uh, what's the 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 Howard parody that he does of Bieber? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, I'll suck, suck your wing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll suck your wing. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to repeat that on the air. But you're right. That gets in your head and it won't <laughs> go away. Um, what is the worst I can think of? Like I mean, this, like talk about. Is it country? Breaking up the part, the Super Bowl part. They might have chosen this guy just because they don't want any Super Bowl parties because of COVID. That that's why you would select this 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 particular artist. I can't think of a single person who would move from the room that they were in to another room because this guy was on the TV. Chad Kroger. I, I, it's worse. It's worse. I got nothing, Nick. The weekend. What? The weekend. The weekend. The weekend. Yes, the weekend. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Yeah, I don't even think I could bet on the weekend. Like, Do you know that song? You could get a. Yeah, yeah. I, know I can't song. feel my face when I'm with you. Yeah. But I like I, it. It's elevator music. But I like right? it. Yeah, I heard that on the elevator last time I was uh, in an elevator. What a horrible choice. I mean, th- think about it. It's the weekend. Hmm. At least, like, with J-Lo, you can watch and go, like, oh, my gosh, she's horrible. It was fun to laugh at how bad she is or something. This guy is just, there's just absolutely nothing that I can. Uh... Well, they have, they're definitely turning the page in, on the days of, like, a Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> you know, yeah, rock, classic yeah. rock tribute. The Rolling Stones. Right, that's not happening anymore. <laughs> you got the weekend going. It's no, definitely. The weekend. I remember. 
uh, you know, the Packers were the Super Bowl against the Steelers, and it it was the black eyed peas, and I was disappointed. But yeah, like, how much I like more the black would eyed you? Peas. How much more would you want the black eyed peas than the week? Oh. Like a hundred times over. I'd rather have K-pop. I'd rather have like uh, absolutely K-pop that, that, over that. That uh, what's that, that? What's that group? BTS. I mean, at least like Katy Perry got out there and was dancing. What's with that a boy? Shark. What's the what's the the K-pop band that everybody loves? I thought they're called K-pop. No, that's, that's the not... genre. But like oh, it's BTO B- is Bachman B- Turner yeah. Overdrive, but it's not them. It's something B- like that. Yeah. B E T. No, that's not it. Uh, B L T. That's also not it. Great I don't sandwich, know. Though. Yeah. Oh man, it's the best. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on. What do you say? We we good to go there? Or yeah, did we're I? Good to go. Okay. Unless you want one more. Yeah, I'll, I'll take one more, and then I'll I'll give you a geography. I have two great geography history and two great entertainment all questions. All right. For you. So we're on the Super Bowls plate, so I'll take you into history for one here. Of the first five Super Bowls. Three were played in what stadium? Of the first the Rose Bowl? five, no, mm. not the Rose Bowl. The Coliseum. Yeah, you're thinking of the LA Coliseum. That's what I meant to say. One, one yeah. is, but nah, it's not right. So, Jack Murphy. Nope. So not Miami or LA. I didn't say not Miami or I the Orange Bowl. Miami. The Orange Bowl. Yeah, you got it. that's right. Because Jack Murphy wasn't there yet. That that was the old name for the Dolphin Stadium. That's what I grew up knowing it as. Um, right, Jack Murphy. Yep, yep. Excellent. But was Jack Murphy built in the late? No. 1960s? No. Okay, right. Yeah, probably no. wasn't there then. Nope. Um, all right, let's move on to some geography history, even though that was sort of on the borderline BTS. of this. BTS. This is kind of also a oh, BTS. Yeah, there you go. This is exactly the same type of question. It's one I expect you to get. Uh, to get. Um, because it's total wheelhouse for you, but it's it's still a good bridge question for the audience. Sharing a name with a school team, what is the nickname of the state of Tennessee? The Volunteer State? It is. It is the Volunteer yeah, State. Correct. Did That's you know great, that? Uh, it was a great uh, name to get, I guess, the Volunteer State. Yeah, why not? The Vols. The Vols. They've been terrible for a while, huh? Oh. I'm sure what happened to that program. Did they hire Lane Kiffin at one point? I don't know, I guess. Possibly. It was like Peyton Manning. Did they Did they hire Lane Kiffin? Uh, for some reason, I thought Lane Kiffin was there for like a sandwich or something. <laughs> You're right. But, he was there for five no, The seconds. best part about Tennessee is they won the year after Peyton Manning left. That's yeah, they won I, the national title. They shared it or something, didn't they? No, no, they won it outright. Okay, who was uh, who was the quarterback of that team? He was good. It wasn't a a good pro. No, he went to the Ravens. I think it backed him up. Yeah. Um, was his name Troy? Troy Gosh. Smith was Ohio State. That's who you're thinking of. Gosh, who was the yeah say Ravens backup? Yep. I know Jamal Anderson was the running back of that team. Wow, he's a beast. They they actually beat Syracuse in Syracuse that year. Barely, which was, right? Which was random. Yeah, I want to see. It might have come down to a field goal at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a very very close game. That was the height of Syracuse's powers. Boy, they stink. That is that is, <laughs> that is un. They lost to Liberty, Nick. They lost to Liberty, 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 Liberty. Like you can't out recruit Liberty. Liberty? It's not even a real school. 
That's like an evangelical cult. Uh, Liberty it was actually ranked in the top 25, I saw. Uh, it's, uh, that's unbelievable. You know what team was ranked in the top 25, which if you had said at some point, like, bet your house, I would do it, that this team would never be ranked in the, tw- in the top 25. The um, Coastal Carolina. Oh, my God. That's incredible. How did how did that happen? I love that. I love stories like that. That's incredible. I, they put out a player. I, maybe Tariq Cohn went to Coastal Carolina. Some Somebody like right, that. Right, but like with, with football, it usually doesn't matter. Cause no, it's impossible guy, to get a team. It's not like basketball. No, no, it's impossible to build a team in football for a team like that. You never hear it. You never hear that happening. No, it would take the, uh, you know, something like um, – you know, a pandemic year or something. Yeah. <laughs> Take pigs flying. Um, all right, what do you got for me, geography history? All right, so we're all familiar with the animal on California's state flag, correct? The bear. The bear. What animal is on Wyoming's state flag? The possum. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, I actually saw a possum last night. Yeah, those things are. That's a filthy animal. Those are filthy, filthy animals. Let me tell you something. Remember Casey Clawson? So the Uh, guy, the guy guy you're thinking of, by the way. Quarterback uh, was T. Martin. T. Martin. Yeah, I was about to say the quarterback you're thinking of is T. Martin. Driving me crazy. Yeah, T. Martin. Then uh, Casey Clawson took over after him after the A.J. Suggs, Joey Matthews debacle. Some great names here. I love Casey Clawson. I remember that name. Rick Clawson tried. Eric Ainge, who the Jets drafted. Played Here's 60. your game summary. Syracuse kicker Jeff Hall hit a 27-yard field goal as time expired to give the Vols a key road win. It was 34-33. Number 10 Tennessee beat number 17 Syracuse in the Dome. What, what an experience. First game of the year. I don't remember what happened that night. Whatever that I night was. I remember that kick. It's yeah, funny. I remember that I kick, remember but I remember being kick. very, very intoxicated. Peerless Price had two touchdown receptions. Yeah, man. Jeez, Peerless Price. That's a, that's a name from the past. All right. Uh, what do you got for me? Uh, did you answer the question about Wyoming's state flag? Oh, I said the, the possum, but I was only joking. Oh, um, I thought you were joking. I was joking. Um, yeah. What would Wyoming have? A buck? An elk? Something like that? Nope. A bison. Bison. Yeah. All right. I buy it. That makes sense to me. <laughs> I I once saw an emaciated bison in New Orleans. Oh, Worst looking scary. bison I've ever seen in my life. You know, it was funny. Norm MacDonald has this great comic routine about, like, weird things in the Bible. He's like, you know, they give us unreasonable things. Uh, that they say we have to do, like, you know, honor thy mother and their father. That's not so tough, but, like, you know, don't covet thy neighbor's ox. He's like, now, I got this scraggly ox in my yard, and I bought him used. That was my first mistake. And then here's my neighbor with this big, beautiful, blue, gray, gorgeous, muscular oxen. How am I supposed (laughs) to not want it? How are they going to tell me not to covet that ox? My ox is filled with disease and flies 
and then this spectacular ox so is there, funny. and I'm supposed to not want it. <laughs> it's just the way he Great. delivers it. It's genius. Greatest. But that's how I feel about the emaciated <laughs> oxen. Muscular. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, so here's my question to you, Nick. Uh, World War One or World War Two? Which war saw more, saw more people die? Well, I would be surprised if it was not World War II. It is World War II by almost 50 million more people. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I was actually going to ask well, this as a true-false question to mess with people. True or false? More people died in World War I than World War II. The only caveat that gave me any pause was if there was, like, some disease or something, you know, because of... Right, polio. You know, it was like Spanish flu still going on, and and you know, like was people were people dying of some like disease, but not in battle. But you were counting that. Yeah, no, no, no. That's no, uh, it's like 70, 70 million to twenty million, so not even close. And I'm ready to move on to uh, entertainment. If you are, sure. All right, fire away. Uh, what actor spent a night inside an animal carcass for a role? Actor spent a night inside an animal carcass for a role. So there's only two things that come to mind here. One would be Leonardo DiCaprio. That's it. You got it. Okay. For the reverend, right? Yeah. I did with the bear. The other would be Mark Hamill. In Star Wars. Right. Because remember, he had to cut open yes. that, <laughs> that nasty thing in the guts. Do I? It's exactly the other thing I thought of. <laughs> yes, precisely correct. Yeah, all over that. Yep. Oh, it was, uh, is that the beginning of Empire Strikes yeah, Back? Yeah, sure uh, yeah. Sure is. <laughs> it's amazing what you remember as a kid, but that I'll never forget. Like the idea that I would have to get into the guts of something to stay alive and stay warm that smells like that. I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. And the fact that Leo would recreate it decades later to win himself an Oscar. It didn't he like not even speak in that movie? Doesn't uh, he like the funny thing? I'm a big Leo fan. And the one film he wins an Academy Award for, I never watched it. Yeah, and I, I watched seen it. almost all those Academy Awards. I, I just had no interest in that movie at all. I guess I think you're right. There's like no dialogue or something. No, there's no dialogue. It's him with it. It's him with his thoughts being hunted by a bear, and that's why it's supposed to be this giant artistic, you know, genius. But it's a man against bear movie. And usually I suffer through that kind of stuff, like for the Oscars. Right. But for some reason, whatever, that was like maybe hard to get my hands on before the Oscars, and I just never watched it, and then he won. And I never went back to it. Like, oh, you know what? I should check that out. I have no interest in watching a bear, and uh, I believe there's a big fight scene with like a couple of hundred people in the, the some huge, like very well done fight scene. Yeah, I be- I believe it. I'm sure there's something more to that movie than just Leo versus the bear. But uh... I never heard one person though say to me, "Man, did you see the Reverend? That was awesome." No, I agree. <sighs> right. I, I right? have never. I have never heard. I've never heard anybody talk about it. Like, I heard people oh, complain that it wasn't a black bear because, you know, even in in, in the role of uh, of animals, they're they're racially discriminating. So that's not right. No, that isn't. You know, have to go with uh, 
I never heard any, anybody even mention the bear other than that did the bear. Was there something like with sex and the bear? It must have been. Well, right. Was he raped by a bear? It was something bear? about Jeremy Piven and the bear, but it was like really quieted by the media. Um, the bear really didn't have very much to say on the subject, and, and quite frankly, nobody has heard from the bear since. There really wasn't a lot of roles, surprisingly, after the Reverend uh, for that bear. Um, you know, the Sasha Baron Cohen movie, of course, everybody remembers the bear's appearance in that. But, you know, really when you analyze that bear's career, I think it was just a, a classic situation of poor management. You know, probably turned down a couple of those buddy comedies. And, right, and he needed Benji's manager is that, what he needed. That is correct. They, they need the bear, you know, the awakening. Like, the reverent part two, the bear's revenge. I think people wanted to see more out of that bear. Um, I have one that you'll get, one that you won't, or that one that you might not. You'll probably get both. One I know you'll I get. So. One I know you'll get. It couldn't be more in your wheelhouse. So you want that one? Give me that first. first then. Yeah, go ahead. What monster gave Edgar Wintergroup a number one hit in 1973? In the mix there. So what do you got for Edgar entertainment? Edgar Winter was in the... Wasn't he in the... New, did he die recently or did he do something he wasn't supposed to do? Well, uh, I, I, I hope he's already dead if he's going to die anytime soon because I don't want that on my hands. But I feel like he might have just died. I feel like that's he... possible. Let's see. We're going to have to erase this if he hasn't because now I'm nervous. <laughs> What's going on with Edgar winter oh no he's he's still kicking it man oh, 73 shit. edgar take flight be careful my man please please winter is coming why did i see edgar winter in the news recently i don't know oh oh you know what i know i know what it is i'm confusing edgar winter and charlie daniels oh is charlie daniels okay He's he died. I, I want to say Charlie Daniels died like a, you know within the last year. Oh, that, that's why I was sorry. I, they, I realized they were two different guys, but you know. I wonder if he's uh, if he's playing fiddle with the devil. Yeah, Charlie Daniels died back in July. Oh my goodness, boy, this is not a good year for anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like really? No, and, and and not really like all COVID related. It's just a lot of. Well, don't tell that to the hospital. They need their money. A lot of... A man had COVID. Um, Can you name two Charlie Daniels songs? Yes, I probably can. That's, it's it's <laughs> so really? funny that she said that because it's like everybody's obviously... Uh, uh, the Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah, it's one of the greatest or, songs of all time. Right, but he's got this second song, uh, Long-Haired Country Boy, that I love. You ever hear that? Okay, no. Yeah, no, but... so it's basically a story. It's like a, it's one of those, like, um, do you ever hear, uh, shit, what's the, uh, uh, come on, help me out there. Uh, give me two steps, give me two steps, mister. Give, 
Leonard Skinner. Yeah, Leonard Skinner, right. So Leonard Skinner has that song, and it's basically about, like, you know, being in the wrong place at the wrong time and, like, I got to get out the door. And, and and this guy's got oh, – it's almost the same song. It's like he's like a hippie on the road, and he's got to tuck all his hair in his hat, or otherwise he's going to get his ass kicked. But, uh, yes, I remember that. But, no, I can't, uh, I can't name a third. Good for you, though. I mean, the fact you got two. I can't name a third. That puts you in, like, the 1% club, man. What do you think the devil went down to George's got on plays? Let me look that up. Hold on. That's a good. Uh, that's a good. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I don't know that its popularity through the Spotify years would be high, but I would think over a hundred million. All right, what's your guess? I got it up now. I oh, hey, my my song's number two. Two hundred fifty million. Hundred and two million. Oh, I was right the first time. Yep, you're right I on said the first time. I to have 100 million, but I, I mean, Devil Went Down to Georgia is definitely one of the best songs of all time. Oh, that's amazing. I would have played it out if I didn't have uh, a Thanksgiving queued coming up for, for this, but maybe we'll do that next week. But yeah, Long Hair Country Boy, care, care to guess the second place song? 12 million. 32 million. Ooh. Not oh, bad. Right. That's not, not bad. bad. I've seen them live, so have you. We've been there, pretty sure, right? Aren't you with me? Syracuse, uh, Syracuse County Fair. Yeah, I was at the Syracuse County Fair. Yeah, we saw Charlie. I saw Charlie Daniels there, and he played "Devil Went Down to Georgia." Not a surprise. I, I ate I fried that would Oreos. Be a huge letdown. <laughs> right. That might be the all-time letdown of letdowns if somebody didn't play. Like I said, he started with it, he closed with it, and we had the Spanish version mixed into the middle. I guess if you went to to Robin Thicke's concert and he didn't play that song, that would probably Blurred lines, right. Yeah, that's that's probably... Tonight is dedicated to my ex-wife, and all of the songs will be about her. Oh! (laughs) What are you talking about? Um, All right, so there you go. Charlie Daniels Band. Devil went down to Georgia. All right. Uh, what do you got for me in entertainment, Nick? Who played a bus driver in the movies Leap of Faith and Spice World? Who played a bus driver in hmm. Leap of Faith, the Steve Martin movie? One of my all-time favorites. And Spice World. Are you a fan of Leap of Faith? Not as much as I am of Spice World. But Never seen Spice World, but Leap of Faith is a, is a very underrated Steve Martin movie. He he plays a uh, con artist. He plays a you know a televangelist, right? Tele, tele, but a traveling televangelist who runs cons in small Christian towns okay. and runs I, I gotta like rewatch. I'm sure I saw that because he runs like tent revival stuff. Out. He'll go set up in a small you know middle of nowhere thing and and uh, have sermons and come in and you know get the power of God going and healing you and doing a big show and take your money and then go to the next town. And that's that's how he made his living. That's when I got to rewatch. God, who who was the bus driver in that, though? And I haven't seen Spice World, so. Spice World was like when that movie was released, the Razzies uh, were falling all over themselves. Oh, just, my God. It's, it's movie, like Hard Day's Night all over. Yeah, it's just like, please, get 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 the list together. We got it it's all great, covered this year. It's a great year. watch. So I could just, for whatever reason, I could watch the Spice Girls. I, I could just, you I, watch I enjoy Could them. you watch the Kelly Clarkson uh, 
uh, dude with the curly hair from American Idol season one movie. Kelly loves Justin or Kelly. Justin Guardini? Yeah, Justin Guardini. <laughs> no, I can't watch Justin Guardini. <laughs> he made a movie with <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, like from Kelly to Justin. Justin and Kelly, Justin, right? Was that what it was from, called? It was called like from Kelly to Justin or from oh, Justin yeah, to from Kelly. Kelly. No, I, I didn't watch that. <laughs> That's got to be the all. Oh, I saw a clip of something that was absolutely the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was so funny. I cannot wait to send it to you. James Woods in the Rudy Giuliani story. Okay. It's happening? It already happened. It's already made. And and there is a scene, I swear to God, where he's like on a moonlit walk with a woman in in what looks like a one of the worst green screen sets I've ever seen. And he, and she's like, "But weren't you a Democrat once?" What made you change? And he's like, well, I learned that Democrats just do a lot of talking. Republicans actually do the fixing. Now kiss me. I was, I, like, I, I was like, this can't be real. But it was. Rudy, the Rudy Giuliani story starring James Woods. And, and, and when I send you this clip, Nick, you're literally not going to believe what you're watching. It's, it's the all-time best bad thing I've ever seen. Say how the mighty have fallen. Absolutely, James Woods in Entourage was absolutely incredible. Yeah, James Woods is turtle. Awesome. Get the fuck out of here! Give me my tickets. Um, where were we, Nick? Uh, you were trying to come up with a bus driver from Leap of Faith and Spice World. I'll, I'll give you is a clue. Meatloaf? Who? Meatloaf? You got it! Oh my gosh! Well done. The only other person I can name in that movie was Meatloaf. I mean, your 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 um your clue was going to be he sold over eighty million records in one of the most perplexing careers in history. Well, <laughs> I, I I I vaguely rem- I I never saw the the Spice Girls movie, but I vaguely remember Meatloaf getting like third billing after the girl who is opposite Steve Martin. Like she basically. Maybe it's Holly Hunter or somebody, but she's she's the co-star, and he falls in love with her. But I remember Meatloaf. You know what I mean? I was trying to think, like, was he the bus driver or was he just – but they were a gospel band, right? So he fit in. Um, yeah, okay. So, so yeah. I mean, you, you, you got it on on Leap of Faith. Well, it, Hell of a memory. Dude, so. I've seen that movie probably – I've seen every Steve Martin movie like 15 times. He's absolutely – the jerk. Dude, I I think I might have told you this once that I picked up on the fact that uh, Jackie uh, was in who was in uh, the jerk and was in uh, Caddyshack too. Jackie Mason, Jackie Mason. So Jackie Mason used the same name in the movie The Jerk, his last name Hartunen, as he did in oh. Caddyshack too. So he plays this gas station owner uh, in in The in jerk, jerk that Steve Martin like lives at his gas station for a little while. Yeah. And uh, his name is Hartunen. So I want to know what, what Jackie Mason and Hartunen have to do with each other because he chooses that last name in various movies. Yeah, Different first know, names. If you take out compilation albums, if you take out greatest hits, Meatloaf has the third best-selling album of all time. Bad out of hell. And, and just to follow it up with that rest of his career. Like... His career after 1977 is just, like, he was in 50 movies. Here's one. True or false, Bat Out of Hell 3 
the monster is loose exists. Is that true? Oh, yeah, it exists. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the monster is loose. Didn't he have what? that song? Uh, you gotta believe it, and I would do anything for No, that was life. Bad Out of Hell too. Yeah. Back into Hell. Yeah, that was Yeah, that, that, was that, huge... that song was a huge hit, dude. But I won't the, the do dude, that. Million records. Did you ever wonder what the I won't do that he's is? He's the bus driver in Leap of Faith. He is the like, bus what driver. What is he doing with his career? I lo- and he's also an avid fantasy football player. Did you know that? He's in Spice World. And he is the father-in-law of the lead singer of Anthrax. He's the father-in-law of the lead singer of Anthrax? That is correct. What? Yes, that is correct. How's that possible? They play, they play fantasy football together with Hanson. They're in the same league. How old is Anthrax? Haven't they been around since the 80s? Yeah. That guy, Scott, whatever his name is, the bald dude. I think that's uh, Meatloaf's son-in-law. I don't, I literally don't know anything about the band Anthrax. Meatloaf's son-in-law. I know more about the weekend. Yeah, Anthrax. So there you go. Meatloaf, son-in-law, Anthrax guitarist, Scott Ian. You would recognize him if you saw him. Uh, He's, he's. Oh, so did Scott Ian must have married a, his daughter. That was Scott Ian married Meatloaf's daughter. I'm trying to figure out how old everybody is. Okay, so you ready? Meatloaf was born in 1947. Oh, so he wasn't. He was 30 already when yeah. that. So he's 73. Oh, be oh, careful, geez, meatloaf. I didn't he was that old. Be careful, meatloaf. Fuck, stay inside. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a dicey week. Oh man, we did. This was not a good week. I, I might not even air this because I'm nervous now. <laughs> it's gonna be a dicey week for the loaf. Oh, to hang on. <laughs> to the next podcast, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it's gonna be a long one too because we got the holiday week here. We're we're doing this one early. He's he might have to hang on for a full like twelve. 12 to 15 days. <laughs> no, we're doing We'll be back next Tuesday. That's the beauty of this. Well, I'm saying next Tuesday or, or Wednesday. Yeah. He's got to wait a week. Or Friday or Saturday, depending on how the week shakes out. That's so, true. He still, he still has to hang in there. Oh, neat. All right. So his son in law is 56. Yeah. So that, that's appropriate. That adds up. Yeah. Scott Ian's definitely 20 years older than us because he was young when we were kids. So, but they're both avid fantasy football players. He married. Uh, oh, he was formally married. Okay. Oh, so Meatloaf's uh, Meatloaf's daughter's a singer. Did not know that. And she was born in '75, so she's wow. Forty-five. Wasn't he also in? Uh, what's that movie? Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Meatloaf was, yeah. Yeah. He played Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, he was in, like, the Broadway musical. Is that where he got famous? Oh, well, his best role by far, though, was was his name is Robert Paulson. Yes, in Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, He was incredible in that, actually. Robert Paulson is a legend. Wouldn't you say that that's a legendary character in movie history? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he did a great job too with the David boobs Fisher and punching and like, just the anger and playing kind of like just a big like 
Yeah. Like alongside Ed Norton and Brad Pitt. I mean, you're talking. That's that's a hell of a movie, man. Top notch work there. Really is. I mean, I I don't I don't know that there's a better movie ever than Fight Club. It's it's just that good. It is such a good movie. That's when they made movies that were just awesome. David Fincher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those that that time period for movies was. Maybe I should check out the girl with the dragon tattoo. Put it up against any any uh any time from um. It's probably like from what you would say. Maybe Goodfellas kicked it off in 1990. So from like that point till maybe 2000, 2000. I would say until um, definitely include American Beauty. But when, uh, what what year was it that Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture? That was the end of it. <laughs> that was the end of it. <laughs> go, go from, go from from Goodfellas to American Beauty was the greatest uh, time for American cinema. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to end it, though, for sure. <laughs> if you're gonna find a breaking point where it stopped being that Shakespeare good, love, yeah, yeah, that that's, it. that's, that's it was over. that works. It was over. Um, all right, Nick. Uh, question for you: Who plays Pat Solitano and Pat Solitano Jr. in a David O. Russell movie? Same person. No, two different actors that that play okay, these roles, and and I I had a lot of junior questions because it's Thanksgiving and family, so that was you know I got I had the Pat Mahomes, I was trying to you know try try to Peyton Manning the volunteer question, so you could talk about Cooper Manning drunk at Thanksgiving, shout out. By the way, Cooper Manning's kid, <laughs> shout out to Cooper Manning. Cooper Manning's kid is the real deal. The real deal yes, quarterback. Yes, sent me that. It's Number one ranked bench. QB prospect in his age group in the country. The real deal. Like, we're talking already can throw it 60 yards on a dime, already six two and a half, and still filling out 15 years old. He's got the genes. Yeah, you would think. And they always said Cooper was the best of them before the injury. They always told me I was the best one. <laughs> Every Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's, like, right, guys, it's time to put Cooper to bed. <laughs> Cooper needs nap time, folks. I couldn't be. I couldn't be. It could have been my Papa John. Cooper on the couch with his been earbook. My Papa John. <laughs> I cut out dominoes, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, well, folks, that's where Cooper drunk on Thanksgiving comes from. The annual. Yeah, but uh, he'll get his revenge. All right, so... Pat oh, Solitano man. and Pat Solitano Jr. There's a clue. If you want the clue, I'll give you the clue. I think the clue's such a giveaway, though. So I'm a fan of uh, David O. Russell. I, I just... Uh, the characters are not... You know, like, I, I almost... That's how I felt. That's why I asked it. Because I was like, to, oh, really? That was their names? I was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, like, Why do you know? I, I mean, the, the the movies that I think of when I think of this guy are like the Fighter and Silver Linings playbook. Um, and I'm trying to think of from there, is there any, I can't think of a father and son from that move. I mean, I guess, the, my, my guess would be the Fighter. Is it from the Fighter? No. Okay. But, so. but you just said the. Other one? Yeah. Silver Linings? Yes, there is a father. Oh, I got it. I got. Wait, was wait no, but that wasn't. Was that his son? Yes. So, so it's um, 
is De Niro? Yes. And his son is uh, oh, the guy uh, drawing a blank on his name. Is it, Not it's, Winnie. Uh, okay, Cooper. Bradley Cooper. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, De Niro and Cooper. Pat uh, Solitano and Pat Solitano Jr. Okay. I, you know, I only saw that movie like one time in a theater, and I just was... So the way the question's asked to the public is who plays... I that Jennifer Lawrence was the daughter of... I, I, no, I, not at all. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it says, who plays Philly residents Pat Solitano and Pat Solitano Jr. Gosh, in the David O. Russell movie? Yeah. I, I just I didn't remember them as being fathers. For some reason, I, I remembered it that it was uh, her father. But nope. Would, yeah. No, he's... All right. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, got anything left for us, or are we ready to call it a... I gotta call it because it's uh, eleven fifty-two Eastern time, and I gotta go pick up my kids. Yeah, so there you go, folks. <laughs> it is uh, it is Thanksgiving, and have a happy Thanksgiving from everybody. Happy the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. This song is called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant. But Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song. And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago, it was on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant, but Alice doesn't live in the restaurant, she lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Fotch is a dog, and living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be, and Having all that room, seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction, and headed on toward the city dump. Well, we got there, and there's a big sign and a chain across the dump saying closed on Thanksgiving. And we had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before. And with tears in our eyes, we drove off into the sunset looking for another place to put the garbage. We didn't find one. Till we came to a side road, and off the side of the side road was another 15-foot cliff, and at the bottom of the cliff was another pile of garbage. And 
We decided that one big pile's better than two little piles, and rather than bring that one up, we decided to throw ours down. That's what we did. Drove back to the church, had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat, went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we got a phone call from Officer Obi. Said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage and just wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obi, cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. <laughs> After speaking over for about 45 minutes on the telephone, we finally arrived at the truth of the matter and said that we had to go down and pick up the garbage and also had to go down and speak to him at the police officer station. So we got in the red VW microbus with the shovels and rakes and implements of destruction headed on toward the police officer station. Now, friends, there was only one or two things that Obi could have done at the police station, and the first was that he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely and we didn't expect it. Another thing was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around the Vicinity again, which is what we expected. But when we got to the police officer station, there was a third possibility that we hadn't even counted upon, and we was both immediately arrested, handcuffed. And I said, Obi, I don't think I can pick up the garbage with these handcuffs on. He said, Shut up, kid. Get in the back of the patrol car, and that's what we did. Sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the quote scene of the crime, unquote. I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where this happened here. They got three stop signs, two police officers, and one police car. But when we got to the scene of the crime, there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years, and everybody wanted to get in a newspaper story about it. And they was using up all kinds of cop equipment that they had hanging around the police officer station. They was taking plaster, tire track, footprints, dog smelling prints, and they took 27 8 by 10 colored glossy photographs with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. Took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner and southwest corner, and that's not to mention the aerial photography. After the ordeal, we went back to the jail. Obi said he was gonna put us in the cell. Said, kid, I'm gonna put you in the cell. I want your wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in the cell, but what do you want my belt for? And it said, kid, we don't want any hangings. Said, Obi, did you think I was gonna hang myself for littering? Obi said he was making sure, and friends Obi was, cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and drown. And he took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars, roll out the roll the toilet paper out the window, slide down the roll and have an escape. Obi was making sure, and it was about four or five hours later that Alice, remember Alice? It's a song about Alice. Alice came by and with a few nasty words to Obi on the side, bailed us out of jail. We went back to the church, had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat and didn't get up until the next morning when we all had to go to court. We walked in, sat down. Obi came in with a 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back each one. Sat down. 
man came in, said, all rise. We all stood up, and Obi stood up with the 27 8 by 10 covered glossy pictures. And the judge walked in, sat down with the C&I dog, and he sat down. We sat down. Obi looked at the C&I dog. And then the 27 8 by 10 covered glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one, and looked at the C&I dog. And then the 27, 8 by 10, colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one and began to cry because Obi came to the realization that it was a typical case of American blind justice and there wasn't nothing he could do about it. And the judge wasn't going to look at the 27, 8 by 10, colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. And we was fined $50 and had to pick up the garbage in the snow, but that's not what I came to tell you about. Came to talk about the draft. We got a building down New York City, it's called Whitehall Street, where you walk in and you get injected, inspected, detected, infected, neglected, and selected. I went down to get my physical examination one day, and I walked in, I sat down, got good and drunk the night before, so I looked and felt my best when I went in that morning. Cause I wanted to look like the all-American kid from New York City. Man, I wanted, I wanted to feel like all, I wanted to be the all-American kid from New York. And I walked in, sat down, I was hung down, brung down, hung up, and all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. And I walked in, I sat down, they gave me a piece of paper, said, kid, see the psychiatrist, room 604. And I went up there, I said, shrink, I want to kill. <laughs> I want, I want to kill, kill. I want, I want to see, I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead, burnt bodies. I mean, kill, 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 kill. And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. And it started jumping up and down with me, and we was both jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. And the sergeant came over, pinned the metal on me, sent me down the hall, said, you're our boy. Didn't feel too good about it. Proceeded on down the hall, getting more injections, inspections, detections, neglections, and all kinds of stuff that they was doing to me at the thing there. And I was there for two hours, three hours, four hours. I was there for a long time, going through all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things, and I just having a tough time there and they was inspecting injecting every single part of me and they was leaving no part untouched proceeded through and I went finally came to see the very last man I walked in walked in sat down after a whole big thing there and I walked up and said what do you want he said kid we only got one question have you ever been arrested And I proceeded to tell him the story of Alice's Restaurant Massacre with full orchestration and five-part harmony and stuff like that. And then all the phenomena stopped me right there and said, Kid, did you ever go to court? I proceeded to tell him the story of the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one that stopped me right there and said, Kid, I want you to go over and sit down on that bench that says Group W. 
Now, kid. I walked over to the, to the bench there, and there's, there's group W is where they, where they put you. If you may not be moral enough to, to join the army after committing your special crime, and there was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking people on the bench there. Mother rapers, father stabbers, father rapers. <laughs> Father Rape was sitting right there on the bench next to me, and one day was mean and nasty and ugly and horrible and crime-fighting guys are sitting there on the bench. And the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one, the meanest father raper of them all, was coming over to me, and he was mean and ugly and nasty and horrible and all kinds of things. And he sat down next to me and said, Kid, what'd you get? said, I didn't get nothing. I had to pay $50 and pick up the garbage. <laughs> I said, what were you arrested for, kid? And I said, littering. And they all moved away from me on the bench there to carry a bone, all kinds of mean, nasty things, till I said, and creating a nuisance. And they all came back, shook my hand, and we had a great time on the bench talking about crime, mother, stabbing, father, raping, all kinds of groovy things that we were talking about on the bench. And everything was fine. We were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of things until the sergeant came over, had some paper in his hand, held it up, and said, kids, this piece of paper's got 47 words, 37 cents, it's 58 words. We want no details of the crime, time, crime, and that kind of thing. You gotta say, pretend to about the crime, want no arresting officer's name, and that kind of thing. You gotta say, and talk for 45 minutes, and nobody understood a word that he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench there. And I filled out the massacre with the four-part harmony and wrote it down there just like it was, and everything was fine, and I put down a pencil and I turned over the piece of paper and, and there, there on the other side, in the middle of the other side, away from everything else on the other side, in parentheses, capital letters, quoted, read the following words, kid, you rehabilitated yourself, I went over to the sergeant and said, sergeant, you've got a lot of damn gall to ask me if I've rehabilitated myself, I mean, I mean, I mean, I just, I'm sitting here on the bench, I mean, I'm sitting here on the group W bench, you want to know if I'm moral enough to join the army, burn women, kids, houses, and villages after being a litter bug? He <laughs> looked at me and said, kid, you don't like your kind. And we're going to send your fingerprints off to Washington and friends. Somewhere in Washington, enshrined in some little folders, a study in black and white of my fingerprints. And the only reason I'm singing you the song now is because you may know somebody in a similar situation. 
or you may be in a similar situation. And if you're in a situation like that, there's only one thing you can do is walk into the shrink wherever you are. Just walk in, say shrink. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant and walk out. You know, if one person, just one person does it, they may think he's really sick and they won't take him. And if two people, two people do it in harmony, they think they're both faggots and they won't take either of them. And if three people do it, can you imagine three people walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, and walking out? They may think it's an organization. And can you can you imagine 50 people a day? I said 50 people a day walking in, singing a bar, Alice's restaurant, and walking out. And friends, they may think it's a movement. And that's what it is. The Alice's Restaurant Anti-Massacre Movement. And all you gotta do to join is to sing it the next time it comes around on the guitar. With feeling. So we'll wait till it comes around on the guitar here. Sing it when it does. Here it comes. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. That was horrible. <laughs> Want to end war and stuff, you gotta sing loud. You could put a lot. I've been singing the song now for 25 minutes. I could sing it for another 25 minutes. I'm not proud <laughs> or tired. So we'll wait till it comes around again. And this time with four part harmony and feeling. We're just waiting for it to come around, is what we're doing. All right now. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Excepting Alice. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. So 